0: microphones and headphones provided by cad audio cad audio expression through innovation
1: forgive the interruption but i believe this requires your attention meanwhile at the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair sergeant we need a response
0: we're already putting together the best man with all due respect sir so am i I have a plan. <laughs> it's a <big> plan. <laughs> it's real. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb.
1: Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. And And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid duo this week. It is Kylan and myself, Mike. Eric is on assignment with Junior Agent Mac. Um, I think they were invading a Hydra banquet. (laughs) Uh, that, that
0: that would be a very uh, low attendance banquet, wouldn't it? I, I did not think that Hydra had that many agents around anymore.
1: Um, I don't know. I I do know I am slowly getting caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D. And when I heard that S.H.I.E.L.D. addressed big time uh, Avengers any War. Which yes. Is, which uh, I'm probably – Five episodes behind, four or five episodes mm-hmm. behind. Um, they're already making reference to Infinity War because uh, the the last episode I just watched or in the process of watching, they they bring up you know talking to the Kree and letting them know the the war that's about to come. Like, uh huh.
0: Yeah, they uh, I, I my jaw hit the floor when they just. And I, The only other time that there was such an obvious connection was Winter
1: Soldier. Yeah, and that was great. Yes. That was absolutely great. So, um, check out the website, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Hit up our affiliates, Ripped Apparel Superhero Stuff, which there is a Deadpool hero box that's available. Uh, And for still a limited time, a free comic book day mystery box that's available. Um, check out Loot Crate TV Store Online and Fan Chess. While, yes, it's too late to order for Mother's Day because as you're listening to this, it's Mother's Day weekend, it's not too late to order for Father's Day. Uh, so keep an eye out on WeebieGeeks.net for a, or keep an eye out on the Twitters for. <laughs> At Marvel Geeks, at Weeby Geeks, at Wookie Radio, for more info about what's possibly coming in the Fan Chest Father's Day boxes. So, um, also to check out up in the menu bar, hit Store that takes you to our T Public page, and there's some cool stuff there, like your Mighty Marvel Geeks Peter Quill inspired T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So, um. So, yeah, that's where we're at, and some news this week. Maybe Disney might not be getting Fox after all, and you're going what uh, yeah, huh <laughs> um apparently, Comcast is looking at throwing their hat in the ring on this um. Despite losing out their initial bid to Disney, Comcast is now once again looking to acquire 20th Century Fox in a move that could put a swift end to those dreams of seeing X-Men and Fantastic Four in the MCU. Uh, According to a new report from CNBC, the company is considering making an all-cash offer for the company, which could totally upend Disney's current deal. Um, It was December that we learned that Disney was throwing up uh, $52 billion to purchase um and while that's currently in the review process shareholders could decide that Comcast's offer is far more worthwhile to them and that could bring changes in a big way there's nothing to say fox would accept such an offer uh and of course they've already refused Com- Comcast's out- attempt to outbid Disney um after the deal was made official last year. Difference here, though, is the offer was rejected due to antitrust concerns. But should AT&T's planned acquisition of Time Warner take place, those issues will no longer be a concern, and they'll be free to outbid Disney. Disney then could choose to match that, and if it's possible, the small print in those deals which saw Fox acquire the likes of X-Men and Fantastic Four don't allow the characters to be transferred to another studio. Um and let me try this again. Disney could match that offer. And it's also possible that the small print in those deals which saw Fox get X-Men and Fantastic Four don't allow the characters to be transferred to another studio in the event of a merger. Either way, this again casts some doubt on the arrival of those heroes in the MCU. So it's no wonder Kevin Feige has repeatedly said he's not looking that far ahead. So, um, if if I had read this right, they... (laughs) Even with the merger, right? They still stay under Fox, but because of the companies being merged, they could easily Fox could obviously being under Disney control could say, um, "Yep, they're MCU," but X Men and Fantastic Four films is still under our distribution name, right? So, is that the way? I, I, is that the way you interpreted that line?
0: I mean. That's how it uh that, that's how it sounds to me. You no, know, but I don't know. I mean, the thing is these types of situations are rarely straightforward, right. you know? Right. Uh but, you know, at the same time, I to see, here's the thing. I what does okay, Outside of the properties that they would get, what does Comcast actually gain from this? I mean, Comcast, I I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong or completely off in this, but I don't see how Comcast can – See themselves as being a viable opponent right. to Disney. Yeah, I'm. You know that that's just it. Like Fox makes movies, is what they do. Yeah, Fox does entertainment, is what they do. Uh, it, 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 Comcast is media. You know, it, it's entertainment in the sense of you know cable and that sort of thing. But I. Comcast has not gotten a foot. They they has Comcast ever made a movie at all? I mean, I I can't fit put place a finger on anything that I'd ever seen uh Comcast connected to on the big screen. Uh I mean or I I don't know. I just I can't see that. I I don't know. I I mean, okay, let's let's just put it like this. Netflix Makes movies. Netflix is also a streaming service, but they've made they've made actual legit movies, and I've seen a few Netflix movies, and those movies are big screen quality. Um, if those movies go on, uh, I, I I if Netflix somehow. Got the capital to you know buy or or make a run at Fox that would make sense to me. Right. Comcast making, Comcast making a run at Fox for what?
1: Uh, probably just to want to prevent Disney from getting it.
0: And, uh, but and then, at what cost?
1: Well, and then the other thing would be uh, X Men Fantastic Four, which they have a couple of those characters already at the parks right at universal they can then do more of that in the parks at, right and then add add those characters over at universal hollywood
0: uh, you know they, they they and that's true they could they could but you know the thing is people people are now somewhat savvy enough to know the difference between the MCU characters and the Fox characters. Um, now I know that part. Uh, no, the Fox deal basically gives them all of uh, pretty much all the X Men, uh, Fantastic Four, and all pretty much all the characters associated with that. And I guess there are some other characters that just because of the way those contracts were written, they have access to them as well. Right. But, you know, uh, attracting someone to a park is only going to get you so far. Right. That's why I think. I don't know.
1: This this is true. So, um, but let's let's move on. Yeah. Because there's another stirring question.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, Everybody knows what a... Uh, box office juggernaut the Marvel movies are. Even the movies that are not as popular still outperform DC's best, just saying. Um... Having said that, at the uh, ScreenRant.com screen begs the question, if Marvel movies can't lose, Marvel movies can't lose, so why can't the comics win?
1: Very good question.
0: And this is a very fair question. Um, And and yet again, you know, uh, we have, okay, well, so we have Affinity War in the theaters right now. And in some theaters, you still have Black Panther. So, You know, Disney and Marvel. Marvel has two income streams coming up right now. And Marvel and uh, Disney as well is enjoying two. In a couple weeks, I'll have a third with Solo. But that's for another podcast. But I digress. So now Marvel Comics prepares for a fresh start comic relaunch. Uh, returning their biggest heroes to the to the spotlight, returning the most beloved iconic versions of heroes like Spider Man, Thor, Wolverine, and more to their title roles. The bad news: they're turfing the young younger generation of heroes who took up those legacies to do it. So, as one Marvel universe seems to be speeding into the future, the other may be taking a step back. Uh, it was in September 2017 that Marvel Comics began their latest relaunch, which they said at that point there was not going to be another relaunch for at least a year. Right, that's what they said. Now, mindly, mind you, this is partly inspired by uh, our distinguished competition's hugely successful Rebirth initiative, which is going to help them recover from. Mm-hmm the travesty that was the new 52. Now, Marvel Legacy kicked off with a $6 one-shot headline by writer Jason Aaron, an artist, sad Ribbick. And it was tremendously... It was a tremendously effective issue becoming the best-selling comic of the year. But... <laughs> Uh as, as this article goes on to say, Marvel has tended towards relaunches of some kind at least once a year, usually in the aftermath of the latest summer event. Uh, but in this case, Marvel Legacy was very different, where previous relaunches had emphasized newer, younger, and more diverse heroes, the likes of Ms. Marvel, Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man, and Miss America – Legacy put the spotlight back on the older characters, and 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 that's true. Um, you know, as much as they pushed for Falcon to be the new Captain America, uh, I feel like a lot of the comic fans, especially those who were, I would say, maybe forty and up, right, didn't did necessarily take uh, to that. I was fine with that. I actually I enjoyed uh Falcon as Captain America. I enjoyed um Jane Foster as Thor. I uh, you know, I thought it was good to see new characters in uh taking on the mantle of iconic roles, you know, but it didn't necessarily take you know, uh most people didn't necessarily care for it. And so, my Marvel Legacy was only partially successful, and that was swiftly followed by the so-called fresh-start lineup of reboots. The new Marvel Comics editor-in-chief, C.B. Sobolsky pushed another relaunch that seemed to have doubled down on this concept. So-called legacy heroes are getting the short end of the stick, sidelined in favor of the classic versions. So... Um, you know, uh, you know. I, I don't know exactly what this is or how this is going to look, but you know, I guess we're not we're no longer go, no longer going to see X twenty three as Wolverine, uh, and obviously it's been a while now that uh, Steve Rogers has taken back the shield as Captain America. Yeah, uh, and to that uh, to that point, Sam Wilson is back as Falcon. Because when Sam became Captain America, we got another person as Falcon and so on and so on. And I guess that also means that um, uh, we're not going to see Ironheart anymore or Ironheart will be someone else or something else. Right. But, uh, so, so yeah. Um, the thing is, for those of you who have um pull list... Uh, and you, you, you had uh, updated those pull lists back around August, only to see several of your favorite titles uh, cancel or become or get canceled. You no, know, come January of twenty eighteen, uh, just get ready to uh, you know go and uh, refresh your um, pull list again. And that's not to say that there aren't some really good books out there. Uh, personally, I now true I am a uh, Luke Cage fan, but I enjoyed the Luke the Luke Cage title. I'm enjoying the Iron Fist title, um, and you know I don't know it's it's just um and Daredevil is always a winner for me. Um, to see, to to have to go through this a third time in three years as a Marvel fan, it's frustrating. Uh, But hopefully this time they know what they're doing.
1: Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, the movies are doing great. You know, people have been asking, well, what do we do to fix it on the comic side? um, We've talked about it here a couple times. It's make make the look of the characters closer to what we get in the movies at the moment. Cause that's what people know. Maybe have the issue before the movie comes out, kind of be a buildup to the movie. Right. And maybe the issue after touch about the events from the movie, but still make it yeah. where you don't necessarily need to see the movie to, to understand what's going on in the books. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I think that's something that, um, that DC has done. I mean, look at Batman after the the Keaton films. Um, yeah, black and blue or gray and blue kind of went away for a while. Yeah, the the look yep. of things kind of went away uh, and went more towards a movie look. Superman, same way. I mean, look at the new costumes. That's they're, true. They're very similar to what we see in the in the movies. I think we kind of need to do the same thing.
0: Oh, I I agree. You know, I think I mean if you look at the animated series, the animated series matches. The movies. Yeah. You know, uh, Cap's uniform in uh, Avengers looks like uh, his uh, uniform in the movies. Um, Hawkeye Hawkeye actually looks closer to the way he looks – in the comics. Currently. Uh, currently. Uh, not the way he looks, in, uh, but the movies don't reflect that. Right. The the movies almost have a mix of his classic look and the ultimate look, and it works. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, – I feel like, you know – if we if the if if marvel knows that you know that you know we if the belief is that it's all connected and so the animated shows are looking like the movies let's give that same look to the comics and to a certain degree I, i'm not going to say necessarily Tailor the stories in the comics to follow what's going on in the movies, but you know at least try to give it a similar feel. Right? Maybe you know. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Uh, so, but you know, we'll yeah you know, we'll see what happens with this latest reboot, and hopefully, three months down the road, that Marvel won't look at um, getting rid of a bunch of the new titles. You know,
1: yeah, but it, it almost seems like once or twice a year they they do a house cleaning and get rid of stuff that's not moving.
0: They do, and I don't know, I just kind of feel like, and I understand why you do that, I get it, but at the same time, like, they got rid of, they got rid of Defenders, and at least based on what my comic, uh, my, my comic guy was saying, Defenders was actually moving for him. Okay. And, he, and his store isn't a super big store, but I wanted, and I would like to believe that if that was the case, then, you know, maybe it was, uh, may, you know, maybe the book was moving other places as well. I don't know, but you know, they uh, made
1: this not to, so. Yeah. I'd be curious to see. Well, be curious to see um, Adam Warlock in the next Avengers film. I, I would agree with that. But we got a problem. Problem is, according to CBR.com, Adam Warlock is not, not appearing in Avengers 4. So fans who were hoping to see Adam Warlock show up in Affinity War were rudely awakened when the film was finally released. Um, after all, the character has such a big role in the Gauntlet, Infinity Gauntlet series, uh, which is the mo- a loose Marvel adaptation of the movie from 1991. <laughs> I was on Facebook and someone asked. Does Marvel do movie adapt movie adaptations, and if so, they should do one for Infinity War.
0: Oh my God!
1: And I'm like, uh, they did in 1991. So, oh my gosh. um, of course, you know there was reference to him in Guardians two, in the one end credit scene, but he has yet to appear in any of the movies. Um, now the Russo brothers have confirmed he will not be in the next film either that they're doing. Um, it goes on to explain for the film to have weight, it needs to have a surprise. It needs to be a surprise to the audience. Uh, those who never picked up a comic before, as well as those who did. If I know all the events, if I know all the event story, and they're gonna. <laughs> As they're going to happen, then what's the point in going to the film? Uh, we want to keep surprising audiences and continue the story. We started with Iron Man a decade ago. Um, <laughs> now, there have been theories that Warlock will be introduced um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, when, like I said, when he was teased in one of the mid credit scenes in Guardians 2. Um, but yet, we have yet to see him emerge out of his cocoon. So, kind of stuck in limbo. Um, personally, I say let's get it done and over with. But mm-hmm. who who's to say we might not see Adam Warlock in Captain Marvel?
0: And that's true. You know, uh there, there there's a lot that could happen between now and yeah. between now and uh, Avengers Four. Right. You know.
1: Now on top of this, James Gunn has hinted. the possibility that we might not even see the character in the 2020 in 2020's Guardian of the Galaxy 3 which I was going to say well maybe we're he's holding off for that but whenever Warlock does show up it's safe to say that the fans will finally cheer
0: oh oh yeah that's a given so. Uh, that is a given. You know, I mean I I have people who who have a mild interest in comics and I think maybe they hit a maybe they hit a, a Wikipedia page or something. They're like, So when's Adam Warlock coming? I'm like, uh n- I don't know <laughs> Why don't you know? Well it just depends on how they want to tell the story. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, so yeah. I, I'm I'm cur- I'm I'm intrigued to see how they want to play this out though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well we'll have to see how the what goes on with um what we call it with uh Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, and you know, speaking of Captain Marvel, uh there so there are sources who are saying that Captain Marvel is a game changer for the superhero movie genre really yeah now, and I find that interesting because I felt like the infinity war was a game changer for the superhero movie genre um but uh so so and this is an article that uh from we got this covered dot com uh they're stating that um that that uh apart from being of uh, apart from this being uh the first female led solo flick for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh it looks like uh Brie Larson's Carol Danvers looks to to looks to be exploring new areas of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with many returning characters and a major new alien race set to feature. Uh, according to a report from Screen Geek, however, Captain Marvel won't be just another fun superhero movie. Well, will be just as big a game changer as Infinity War was. Considering the humongous revelations and developments of that film, it sounds unlikely that Marvel will be able to match it. But that's what we're hearing from a trustworthy source who gave a fascinating quote to the outlet. And this is the full quote. Though Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Avengers Affinity War were all different in original movies, nothing is going to be as different and original as Captain Marvel. The upcoming movie from Anna Bolden and Ryan Fleck is going to change the Marvel cinematic universe and give us something no one has seen before and something that no fan is expecting. Wonder Woman was obviously considered a very important uh, movie for women, but Captain Marvel is going to blow it away. It's going to completely redefine superhero movies, similar similar to how Marvel Studios changed everything back in 2008. If you thought Infinity War was a game changer, you're not ready for what's coming in Captain Marvel. That sounds intriguing. That sounds, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, and I'll be honest with you, I I can't question it because in the past we've seen we okay, and I'll just throw it out there, we saw the train wreck that was Batman and Robin, right? And you had you had three superheroes in that, and, and what four villains? Uh, I think so. And that was a train wreck. And the belief was that you could only have a movie with one, maybe two heroes. And one, maybe two villains, because otherwise it's just not going to work. Right. That was that was the belief. And do any of us remember uh, Mystery Men? Mystery Men was had <laughs> wasn't that like a five of like a five, a five person team? And yeah. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong, I love the movie, but you know, compared to what other movies was out there, it was a bit of a train wreck. So let's fast forward to. I, I, didn't think it was that bad no i I liked it but i mean i think if you looked at it compared to say avengers or um yeah guardians if you looked at it uh, no if if you're trying to make it apples to apples as far as that goes they would say okay one holds up the other one doesn't right now personally i enjoy the movie but i'm just like looking at teams as it were it was a seven. So, man,
1: it was a seven-man team.
0: It was seven-man team, and you know, as some would say, well, that was too many heroes on one team. Um, and I think, well, uh, once we so Avengers was a five-five man. Um, Guardians,
1: <laughs> it, well, was insane until the finger snap, right? And now only right. the originals survive.
0: Right. And so and then, you know, so we have this movie that has 23 characters in it, and it is phenomenal. I mean, even if you're not a Marvel fan, this movie is phenomenal. So if I, I don't doubt what Marvel can do now. If Marvel can take and Marvel can make you care about a gun toting squirrel and Marvel can make you care about a man whose ability is to shrink to the size of an ant but still have the
1: strength of a man. Yeah, but don't ask the bunny where he kept that eye.
0: I will not ask the bunny where he kept that eye because, no, just don't. (laughs) And so, here we are. You know we got uh let's call it ten months or so until we get captain Marvel and I cannot wait to see what they're gonna do with this, yeah, so you know if they're if they're calling it a game changer, I'm not doubting it simple as that
1: this this is true. So well, I guess we can move on. Um, I had to go back and look up Mystery Men. I have the movie.
0: You know, it's a
1: really good movie. It yeah. really
0: is, but you can't look at it. You can't look at it the same way that you watch Avengers it or wasn't, Guardians.
1: It wasn't meant to be watched the same way. No, no, it's not. No, it's just like the original Howard the Ducks, not meant to be watched the same way as you see the current MCU films. Oh God, no, no. So, well, continuing on with Captain America or Captain Marvel, Captain America. Yeah, right. Um, apparently, four-time Oscar nominee, a, a four-time Oscar nominee is appearing in her first superhero film. We're talking about Annette Bening. Um, she will be joining Brie Larson in Captain America. <laughs> in Captain Marvel. I'm so used to the other Captain. Um Now, Mississippi Grind directors Anna Bodden and Ryan Fleck are helming the movie, which is currently in production, in and around Los Angeles. Uh, This project will also shoot in Louisiana. My guess with Louisiana, the big Air Force base there is Barksdale Air Force Base.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Now, was... We know Carol Danvers is an Air Force pilot. Do we remember what type of pilot she was? Was she a fighter pilot? Was she a...
0: I thought she was a fighter pilot. Was she? You know what? I'm going to look that up right now.
1: Okay. Well, if she's not, bomber pilot was still kind of fit. Um but, you know, she's an Air Force pilot whose DNA fuses with that of an alien, sending her headlong into intergalactic adventure. Uh, you know, she's been teased in Infinity War and her, and of course, the solo movie will be set in the 1990s. Uh, we already have in the cast Jude Law, Ben Mendelsohn and Gemma Chan, as well as Digimon Hansu and Lee. Jaiman <laughs> Hansu and Lee Lee Pace. <laughs> we called him Digimon, uh <laughs> oh, we be geeks. You did? Yes.
0: Yes, yeah, Jaimon.
1: Jaimon. Hey Jaimon, how are you? Good, I'm playing Jaimon's over there playing Digimon and Pokemon. <laughs> um but no, hey, I would love to have Jaimon on the show. Saying, I'm just saying. Um Of course, you know, Lee Pace, both of them reprising their characters from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, details of Benning's character is being kept hidden, um, but scientists are said to be in her job description. Uh, So I I think this is a bold move. It'll be intriguing to see what they do with it and, and see what they do with her character.
0: Okay. Oh, so I'm looking, I'm looking through this. Uh-huh. And so it looked like uh so uh so she might have been a test pilot because apparently she was uh while flying an experimental jet through Arabic airspace Carol was shot down and captured by a man named Grazi Rashid, who tortured her for several days. Uh, She ended up uh, being recruited into Air Force Intelligence, which at that point uh, got her connected with uh, running missions with S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Ben Grimm and Logan and Sabretooth and also Natasha. Uh, So... Right. Oh, so uh, no, not ta- not Natasha, Natalia, the second, um, the second uh, Black Widow.
1: So not the one that deals with moose and squirrel. No,
0: no, not that one.
1: I like the one that deals with with moose and squirrel. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, and, wrong,
0: <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong show. Or, uh, but apparently, she also ended up working for NASA. Okay. As well, so there's that cause apparently she always wanted to be a uh she always wanted to be an astronaut too. So, I mean, there's a there's several ways that they could go with this.
1: She's going to be a
0: space cadet. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Um, yeah, Spe- so-
1: speaking of space, how about Simon Pegg?
0: Yeah, okay. Now this, this this is a kind of a crazy story. Um Simon Peck has volunteered to play Captain Britain in a live action movie even if he is admittedly slightly too old. Uh now this is an article from Newsorama and uh, in an interview with Joe Blow, the 48-year-old actor revealed his pick when he asked about his ideas for a superhero role. And this is a uh, this is a quote. I mean, Captain Britain was this Marvel superhero that I loved growing up because he was the British member of that community. Right. Peg said, "I even had a Captain Britain mask when I was a kid, but I fear I would probably be slightly too old now. But if they do have, if a uh, Captain Britain movie comes about, they're going to need a British cast. So, so you know, that being said, you know, we uh, chances are uh, we you know we don't, well we really don't know where Captain Britain lies." if it's if he's with the x men said right uh set of um right rights or if he is available with what uh, marvel and disney have but I think it'll be that. That would certainly be an interesting choice to play.
1: I mean, he came out. I mean, he had his own series first before the X Men team ups. That's
0: true. He did, and you know, uh, you know, I, I remember seeing him pop up a time or two back in the seventies. You know, with you know before he had his costume change. Right. Uh, and I, I, I would like to see. Hey, but you know, I would like to see uh, Captain Britain. I mean, we did get. Union Jack candidate in uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I mean, not Winter Soldier. uh, First Avenger. Yeah. Uh, But you know, there there was nothing made. Nothing went beyond that. But you know, it could. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I I'd be willing to. uh, I would be willing to see a movie with Simon Pegg. Uh, as Captain Britain, I just can't see it, but I'd be curious to see what they do with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But
0: I like it. I like a Scotty, to be fair. So
1: don't forget, he was also in Star Wars. What was he, he in Star Wars? He's, he was in Force Awakens, uh, on Jakku.
0: Was he one of the uh, stormtroopers?
1: No, he was uh, the guy behind uh, the guy who's supposed oh, yeah. s- stole the falcon uh
0: oh that's right yeah 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 okay an- that's right Ankar. yeah okay all right so there you go he's got, and, and the geek is strong with him so
1: oh yeah, yeah. Oh, look at paul look at Shaun of the dead uh into the world run run fat boy run i can't run that fast
0: <laughs> oh wait the movie
1: run fat boy run yes so yeah um how about this How about some cameos that you might not be aware of? Now, I'm going to throw the disclaimer in here, if I can find it. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, We're going to discuss some cameos that happened in Affinity War. There's like 15 of them, to be exact. Starting at number 15, Stan Lee. Stan Lee's cameo is quite obvious as the bus driver. Uh, When Parker's classmates started freaking out after seeing the Black Order ship over Manhattan. Lee responds back, haven't you kids ever seen a spaceship before? To be (laughs) fair, most of those teenagers should be old enough to remember that aliens tried to invade New York a few years earlier in the Avengers. So he did have a point. That is true. Um, Number 14, Outriders. During the Battle of Wakanda, uh, the generals of Thanos used alien Outriders as their primary fighting force. With four to six arms and Sharp teeth. These creatures are formidable at hand to hand, and even an army of them would be challenged would challenge the mighty might of the Avengers and Wakanda. Uh, number 13, Pepper Potts. Of course, we talked about this with uh, last week when we mentioned uh, you know Stark's dream about having a baby. Um, of course, she listened to Stark's account of a dream about a, their theoretical baby named Morgan, uh, but she also expressed her dismay with him about installing a new arc reactor-like device on his chest after his last model was removed in Iron Man 3. S- since she was created by Stan Lee and Don Heck in tales of suspense number forty-five. Uh, Potts grew from Tony grew from Tony secretary to armored hero rescue. Um, while she hasn't been a steady part in the MCU, uh, she has continued the trajectory uh, since they introduced it on screen in Iron Man, promoted to CEO in Iron Man 2, and then affected with the Extremis technology in Iron Man 3. Uh, extremists granted Potts several superhero powers, including enhanced strength, agility, and healing abilities. Although it was fatal to most of the people who used it, uh, Pepper's powers were apparently stabilized at some point, and the current status of her extremist abilities is unclear it's also unclear too if she survives infinity war um, but there are several reports indicated she may make another appearance in the next film if she does I would love to see her as rescue uh number 12 I think it's one of your favorite characters there kylan red skull <laughs> who, who would have thought red skull would have made his appearance on uh, on the planet where the soul stone was?
0: That's true, that that was a heck
1: of a surprise, you know. Yeah, and it was like he was humbled as well, which is another surprise. Well, um,
0: considering he he'd been there for our Lord knows how long, at least
1: eight years. <laughs> <laughs> um, E-Tree the elf comes in at number eleven. Uh, I I, I kind of liked him. It was cool seeing. Oh, he's a dwarf, but why is he a giant? Well, the dwarfs there were lar- <laughs> even though in the comics they were. Normal dwarfs. I it was glad to see see it spun for the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, himdall Of course, Edris Alba's final installment in the MCU. And the first one killed during, uh, during the scenes of, uh, on board the Asgard- Asgardian refugee, refugee ship. Mm. So, uh, number nine was General Ross. Of course, we see him making an appearance briefly. Yeah, we saw him first in Incredible Hulk, um, and then, he, you know, he gets appointed where he was the general. Then he gets appointed to uh, Secretary of State. Uh, and It was in Civil War that he was tasked with bringing the Sokovia Accords to the Avengers. When half the team rejected them, he ordered their arrest and sent them to the raft. Um, and then, uh, of course, now <laughs> it was great to see, see him talk of, we need to arrest these men. Uh, no, they're here to help.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, number eight, yeah. The Collector. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to see the collector, even though he was a manipulation of the reality stone. Right. Um, that was intriguing. M'baku, uh head of the Gorilla Clan or Gorilla mm-hmm. Tribe. Uh, it was cool seeing him come in and help. Maria Hill during the uh, um, end credit scene. Yes. And then we had Wong, who apparently we're assuming he survives.
0: Uh, yeah, we're assuming he survives.
1: I wonder if there was protection inside the intersectum. I would think so. Uh the Chitauri are back. Um uh, then we have Ned Leeds, uh Parker's friend from Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Nick Fury. Yes. So that, that I I thought that as
0: long as as Earth had Nick Fury, all was good, but I was wrong.
1: Now here here's one people might not know. Tobias Funky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, in tribute to their TV work of um, the Russo brothers – ...included a character from Arrested Development, Tobias Funky. Uh, Mm -hmm. Originally portrayed by David Cross, this mustache man frequently painted himself blue and always wore a pair of denim denim cut-off shorts. Um, Of course, reasons are way too complex to to describe. Uh, But when the Guardians arrived at nowhere, a figure with a striking resemblance to Tobias could be seen next to Gamora in one of the display cases. Sure...
0: Well, you know, in the closing credits, they do give credit to Arrested Development for a character, and I'm like, i will sitting there, and I'm like, in the, I'm like, who from Arrested Development was in that movie? I saw everything. Apparently, I didn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that was my final story. I think we got one more, right? Well.
0: Yeah, we do. Uh so looks like uh they're preparing um for season two of uh Marvel's Punisher on uh Netflix. Uh and they've announced uh that um we're gonna see Corbin uh Burnson and uh Annette O'Toole have been added to the cast. Wow. Yeah. Uh so Corbin uh Corbin Burnson will play the role of Anderson Schultz. Uh, an extremely wealthy man who's grown accustomed to getting his way. His power and legacy are of prime importance, and he'll implement less than legal means to further those ends. And Annette Atul has been cast as Eliza Schultz, a conniving wealthy woman cut from the same manipulative cloth as her husband, Anderson. Uh, And if these two are the big bads, or maybe adjacent to the big bads, Frank has his hands full because uh Frank uh doesn't Frank is more of a direct action kind of person, you know. Right. Uh he'll punch you in the mouth and blow up your building. That's what he does. Uh and you know, when he's dealing with organized crime, you know, that works, but it it seems like that these are two characters who operate at a level that's outside uh and beyond where where Frank operates, um, I think this would be really good, uh, especially uh, for somebody with the acting chops of Corbin Burnson and uh, Annette Ben um, Annette O'Toole. Yeah, uh, to see, I think it would be cool to see the two of them together, and to watch to see how how does the Punisher? Uh, handle an enemy that uses their power and their influence to uh to fight him. Right. I, I I'm excited. I think that's gonna be cool. I mean it almost makes me want to go back and watch the uh the original series again because there was a lot that went on in that series that I'm pretty sure I missed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same here. I mean it, it was to say it was done well is an understatement.
0: And that's true. Uh, it, that just proved that Punisher is a ser- is a character that you really need a series for. You cannot do a movie. You,
1: you do a movie, you're going to miss something. Right. A lot, actually. Well, I will tell you, I had no problems with um, the original Punisher film. It was war games that I had. I had some qualms about.
0: Uh, are you are you talking about the are you are you talking about the one with um John Travolta? John Travolta. Okay, yeah.
1: And, that was and, a good
0: one. That was a good one.
1: And uh, John Lynette? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, John pinette the the comedian.
0: Yeah, Le- Leguizamo.
1: No, uh, it was the the heavy set guy.
0: Oh, uh, John, John,
1: it's Panette, isn't it? Oh, now I'm going to look this up. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Movie. See, full cast and crew. Okay. Yeah. It's the one with, uh, Thomas Jane, Mm -hmm. John Panette.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah. The, the he was one of the people living in that uh, rundown building that he yes, was living in, yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Along with Rebecca Romaine. Yes. And then of course when we have Kevin Nash show up as the Russian, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I, I I enjoyed that. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a wrestling fan. I think you are as well. Right, Colin? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So yeah, it was, it was cool. He carried that well.
0: He did. He did. And you know, um, that was, that was an example of a movie where there were some changes to the character, Uh, but then, and it was fine. The changes that they made were understandable. Because they kept the spirit of the character, right. you know, right. and I felt like that love was important. Um, I was hoping for more of the Thomas Jane uh, version, but that was okay. We didn't get that. Uh, no, it took several years later, but we got John Bernthal, right? And he was we doing got a the- phenomenal job.
1: Like I said, the the second movie wasn't bad. It's just no. it, it's not it's not a popular favorite.
0: No, it's not. I think you know uh, the the Punisher is a pretty dark character, and I I feel like it's one of those characters that if you go, it's easy to go too dark. And if you right. do, uh, it, it stops becoming enjoyable for someone to watch.
1: Right. You know. Well, it is that time of the week for uh, our picks of the week. I need I need to find some royalty free music for this bit now, since I am um, starting to get a little leery because of copyright. Uh, even though the Shazbots have given us permission, right, um, doesn't mean that their their uh, record label has. So I I just don't want to tread on those waters anymore. Well, Um, no,
0: I completely understand.
1: So I'm going to lead us off with uh, picks of the week because I've got the MU pick of the week. I'm going with Avengers number two from Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Uh, Black Panther and Doctor Strange battle for their lives deep within the earth. Captain Marvel battles death and destruction raining down from the skies, while Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America lead the valiant yet hopeless fight against the final host of the of dark celestials. And Ghost Rider and Savage Hulk make brutal war against each other. Plus, you can't have a gathering of Avengers without certainly without a certain Prince of Lies. Now, can you? So,
0: All right, well, a certain Prince of Lies, huh? Wonder who yeah, that could be. I don't know.
1: I I kept I kept looking around and I just couldn't find anything. (laughs) So so your first pick of the week?
0: My first pick of the week is Daredevil number six hundred two, with by Charles Soule, Mike Henderson, and Chris Sprouse. Uh, The fallout from the shocking conclusion of Daredevil six hundred continues as Matt Matt Murdock and Daredevil both rally allies in the face of an overwhelming enemy. And how exactly does Wilson Fisk fit into things? Not the way you expect.
1: He fits very tightly,
0: being so big. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, my no, go ahead. No, I was just saying. You no, know, he he's a man of size now, and remember, that's all muscle. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, it's not like the blob. No. Uh, my second pick is Captain America number seven hundred two, written by Mark Wade, art by Chris. Samney, uh, promised land part two, the quest to save his son leads Jack Rogers into the bowels of the earth, far from the idyllic surface in a meeting with the descendant of another notable Marvel hero. Cool. So, uh, your second pick.
0: My second pick is Punisher number 224 by Matthew Rosenberg uh Jew Villanova and Clayton Crane back in the u s of a Frank Castle brings the war machine armor back to the good old u s a better armed before better armed than before nothing can stand in the way of the Punisher's mission. well, unless Captain Marvel and the other heroes of the Marvel Universe have something to say about it,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. Well, my final pick of the week is Star Wars Poe Dameron. I know you're, you're starting to panic there, Kylan. <laughs> Trade Paperback, Volume 4, Legend Found. The galaxy's greatest pilot flies on. General Leia Organa gave Poe an important task. Locate the mysterious Lor San Tekka. And our hero may be closer than he thinks, but can you get the job done in time? Black Squadron faces their next assignment, but it's a mission, but it's mission impossible. Not for Poe's crew, which means it's prison break time. Plus, Poe has never been one to follow the rules so when he disobeys a direct order from General Organa and gets stranded in the first order space with no ship and little oxygen how will he survive meanwhile Tarek sets up plans or sets plans in motion to finally free himself from the grasp of the first order and the end of an era approaches as the force of Poe's destiny draws him towards an awakening Uh, this collects Poe Dameron issues 20 through 25 and annual number one
0: okay so my final pick is Star Wars Poe Dameron number twenty seven. Well, two uh, issues after I, this. Uh, no. So then we have uh, Charles Soule, Angel Unz- Unzueta, and Phil Noto, continuing the unseen events of the Force Awakens. Poe Dameron managed to escape the First Order, but only just. Meanwhile, the rest of Black Squadron is on their most daring mission yet. Follow everyone's favorite resistance crew as Poe Dameron tells Ray and Finn his adventures during events of The Force Awakens.
1: Okay. Well, how about this? I've got the MU pick, and I I told you before, show, it was a very intriguing pick.
0: Right, yes, you did.
1: Kind of off the wall. Something Mm -hmm. not expected. Uh Uh-oh. This was launched December of 1986. So, you able to put your thinking caps back, or put your thinking caps on? What books in 96 could potentially come out?
0: Uh, 80. You said uh, 96? 86. 86, 86.
1: Wow. Uh. I'm gonna give you a clue. Okay. Uh, editor-in-chief at the time was Jim Shooter. Cover yeah. artist, penciler, and colorist was Michael Golden, who I would love to get on the show, but we had to do it during the daytime. Right. Um, uh,
0: is it Writer
1: is, is Doug it, Murray. Hmm.
0: Is it a team or is it a solo book? It's a team. Okay. And it's too early for New Warriors. I know that. Yeah. Uh, the Champions. No. Mm. Um, X Force? No, 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 no. X Force was later. Uh, the, uh, X Factor? Uh, um, my last choice would be Defenders. Okay.
1: Hopefully you didn't get too wet. How about the Nam? Oh my gosh! Okay, you threw me. Is this not an obscure pick for me, though? That is a very
0: obscure pick for you, and it's interesting considering. Um, I think like that one of the books this week is uh, "The Punisher Invades the Nam." Is it? Yeah, I think that's a one to hold on, let me look. I have it up. Yeah. It's uh Punisher Invades the NAM. It's a new printing. Um
1: see that's not even why I picked it.
0: That's nuts.
1: So the synopsis for this was uh in this issue we follow ed marks through his rude awakening of basic training he he's then posted to the 423 mechanized infantry called tropic lightning there there's a the support group for tropic thunder
0: is that what that is okay
1: uh, after a misunderstanding over a bribe with with the top sergeant he's assigned to platoon to the platoon of sergeant Polkow and his band of misfits there he befriends mike alberg albergo prior to venturing out on his first patrol. On his first patrol, the guys get ambushed by the Viet Cong in a local village. After the shooting dies down, Ed vomits after seeing his first dead body. Um, As they walk back to base, they accompany an armored column, which falls victim to a booby trap. They are then attacked by a sniper from a hidden bunker, which is part of a wider tunnel system. They clear them out with grenades and request helicopter transportation back to base. Ed finds this difficult as he has issues with flying. On their return, the guys go watch a movie, it was Major Dundee, um, whilst the rest of the base comes under rocket attack. Ed panics, but Mike reassures him that the VC will not hit the movie screen because they'd like to watch it too. And there is a second printing of this. So that is my MU pick of the week. Nice. Yeah. I wonder what Eric will say once he, uh, after he listens to the show or gets informed of the MU pick, mm-hmm. he, he, he could be entertaining about when he's not here, which I know he wanted to be here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something else. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what, what he'll have to say. I am too. So, cause you know, like you said. Threw him way, way out in left field. So that that was not a normal, typical pick for me.
0: No, it wasn't. No.
1: So, um, so yeah. Uh, any final thoughts I, before we wrap it up?
0: I that's uh, you. You. I don't know. I, I'm kind of speechless right now. You surprised me with that pick. <laughs>
1: Well, that code's gone with the good, the bad, and the ugly again.
0: You could have, but you, you, wow! But actually, because you picked that book, it caused me to research. Another upcoming Tr- uh, Punisher trade paperback that I've actually kind of been wondering if they were going to do, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh,
1: well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, like I said, any any other final thoughts before we we take off?
0: No, no other thoughts for me.
1: Uh, let me double check my emails again. Um, Black, let's see, Black Panther's already out. Uh, Marvel reveals the new Infinity Wars Prime which is a cover by George Perez and Richard Isenoff. Wow, they got George back for this? Really? Yeah, for a a variant cover. Mm. Interesting, for sure. And then uh, Marvel reveals new Captain America number 1 variant art. Mm. And the season finale of Wolverine The Long Night uh, has been released over on Stitcher. And if you use the code GEEKS, you can get a free month of Stitcher Premium. Mm -hmm. So... Uh I think that's going to wrap it up for us.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Uh so at this point in time, there's only one thing left to be said. Um... Nope, that's not it. Hail hey, Hydra. Hey, that's not it either. Nope. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? That's it. And nope, just time to go darker. I I'm going through. It's like what's obscure, what's obscure. What would be what? different, unexpected? I think the man was, was unexpected. Uh,
0: that that is an understatement. I I, I didn't expect you to pick that book. Now now I'm, I'm I know when that book first came out, I wasn't quite ready for it. I'm curious.
1: go back to see what it would do for me now. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things we discussed with Marvel Unlimited is let's pick books that you know, are outside the norm. I mean, we've, we've picked some within the norm and picked some that are based around events happening with the movies. But um, maybe it's the m- Memorial Day coming up that made me go that route.
0: Well, that was a good pick.